grace be unto you in peace, peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, amen. <clears throat> Dear fellow redeemed of God, Dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, and dear fellow worshipers who have gathered in the name of the only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. It's so good to see so many of you here today. As announced earlier and printed in our bulletin, we are beginning a three-part sermon series on the blessings of gathering together as God's people for worship. After being separated from one another and being able to gather together over the last year and a half without restrictions, your pastors felt that it was important enough that God's people here at St. Paul would hear from their shepherds about the blessings that we really enjoy as we gather in person around word and sacrament. Although it was a blessing to be able to have technology and to worship online when we couldn't gather together here in public, and yet how important it is for us to be reminded that God has a lot to say to us about why gathering together is important for God's people. And again, we're not offering this sermon series in any way to pressure any of our members to come back to worship uh, sooner than what they feel safer doing. But there is an awful lot that we miss when we are not together. And today we start that first sermon using a portion of that second lesson from the letter to the Hebrews. And what we want to be reminded of today, one of the real blessings that we enjoy as Christians when we're able to gather together is that worship is all about encouraging. And what we want to note, first and foremost, that when we gather together, God encourages us. And then when we gather together with one another, there's a lot that we can do to encourage one another in our faith. The times were dangerous for public gatherings, especially for worship. In fact, the government had put restrictions on gathering together for public worship. Christians were being persecuted and arrested when they led public worship. Christians were being blamed for some of the ills in society. They were even accused of burning cities. And for that reason, many Christians began to think that worshiping together was really unsafe. Now you might be thinking that I'm describing what we've gone through the last year and a half, but I'm not. I'm talking about what Hebrew Christians went through in the first, city, uh, first century as they were living in the city of Rome. Christianity had been outlawed by the government. Pastors and Christians were being put in jail for trying to lead worship. Property and processions were being confiscated by the Roman government. 
others were put in prison and there would be those who would lay down their life. And because it seemed so unsafe to gather together for worship back then, Christians were beginning to stay away from worship. In many ways, that's how the Roman government was able to identify which ones needed to be arrested. And other Hebrew Christians were even tempted to just leave Christianity and go back to the old Jewish Old Testament religion and worship that wasn't worship at all. And so the Holy Spirit guided the sacred writer of the letter to the Hebrews to offer general encouragement throughout that letter about the need to hold on to Christ for salvation. And then in the last two verses of our second reading, the holy writer was led by the Holy Spirit to write these words of encouragement about gathering for worship. He wrote these words, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now in the opening 23 verses of this chapter 10 in the letter to the Hebrews, the writer explained very clearly why you and I can have full confidence that we are going to go to heaven when we die. It's all because of the sacrifice that Jesus offered to wash away our sins. You see, all the Old Testament animal sacrifices, they could never pay for sin. That's why they had to be repeated again and again and again. But when Jesus, the Lamb of God, came and offered up himself as a sacrifice for sin, his blood was able to wash away all of our sins once and for all. It's through the blood of Christ that we have confidence for heaven. And really, in many ways, that's the most important reason why it is so good when we're able to gather here in God's house. Because through word and sacrament, Jesus encourages us in our hope for heaven. Collectively and then individually, Jesus comes to you personally to assure you all your sins are forgiven and to strengthen in you that hope of heaven that only he can give. And that, my dear friends, is the greatest blessing of all when it comes to worship. You see, after a long week of failing Jesus, and, and I failed him again this past week in my personal life, and I know that you failed him too, how important it is for us to be able to gather with our fellow believers in God's house to be assured that Jesus did not fail when it came to washing away even those sins that we have forgiveness. I need that. You do too. And it's for that very reason that down through the centuries, Christians were willing to sacrifice their livelihood and even their life rather than forsake the assembling of themselves together. They were even willing to gather in caves and in catacombs beneath the city streets. And so how important it is for us to remember 
what blessing we receive when we gather together. God comes to us here to encourage us in our faith. And how thankful we are that we don't have to hide in caves to do that or go beneath the sewer system in catacombs. But that when we gather for worship, we're able to gather in such a beautiful sanctuary. But there's a whole lot more to this encouragement when we gather together for worship. Yes, the most important is that God comes to us and he encourages us in the forgiveness of our sins and the hope of heaven. But there's something else. There's another dimension of encouragement when we gather together with our fellow believers. The writer says when we gather together, we encourage one another in our walk of faith, in our acts of love, and our good works that flow from our faith. That's very important. And so when we come together, we come together because I need to be with you. And you need to be with me. We need to be with one another. And I say that from something that we learned during the last year and a half. What we learned during the last year and a half, that social interaction Contact with other human beings is important for our physical and our mental health. And so it is spiritually. Being with my fellow believers is vital to my spiritual health. Because when we gather together, we encourage one another in our faith and in our life of faith. Let me give you a couple of examples. Usually when we gather for worship, we offer intercessory prayers. It's not uncommon for us to pray for our fellow believers when they are facing sickness or even death. And when we hear those intercessory prayers, that spurs us on. That spurs us on maybe to pray for my fellow believers privately at home as a reminder that God says we are to bear one another's burdens. Or maybe there's, there's a fellow believer who has gone through some difficult times, maybe, maybe suffered great loss, and they, they requested our prayers here at church. And so that's a reminder, too, that, that, that I should pray for those fellow believers in my personal prayers at home because Jesus said, whatever you ask, I will give you in my name. And then maybe it's just a reminder if a fellow believer is going through a tough time, maybe I ought to reach out and help my brother carry that burden. Maybe it's just to send them a greeting card. Maybe, maybe it's to reach out with a phone call or, or maybe drop off some food to put in their freezer. Or maybe it's just a hug or a shoulder to cry on. We all need that. Or then when we gather together, and, and, and somebody requests a, a prayer because they're, they're celebrating a special anniversary. You know, sometimes we pray a lot of petitions in a worship service. Why do we always pray for those anniversaries? There's a blessing to that for all of us because when we pray for a couple who's celebrating a big anniversary, that's a reminder to all of us, especially young people, that marriage does work when you follow God's design. And then maybe their example, that couple's example, will spur us on to stay in our marriage and to remain faithful to our marriage vows until death do us part. 
Or think of when we gather and our little children are singing and they sing those beautiful praises to Jesus and they touch our hearts in only ways that they can with their songs of praise. And they spur us on to remember that a childlike faith is a blessing and that's what we want to or when we see a child being baptized or, or we see our, our fellow believers coming to the Lord's Supper, maybe that spurs us on to remember our baptism and all the blessings that God gave to us. And, and, and we see our fellow believers coming to the Lord's Supper that encourages me to keep coming because I know when I go there, I taste the banquet of salvation. Yes, we can observe and participate in those things online. And what a blessing that has been the last year and a half. And I know it will continue to be a blessing when, when perhaps maybe you can't make it in person because of illness or because, because you're on vacation. But we need to be together. And it's not just important for, for you to be here for your own encouragement it's important for you to be here for the encouragement of your fellow believers. Yes, they can spur me on to, to love and good works, but, but I need to spur you on to love and good works. And you need to do that for me. I mean, think of it. What, what, what if someone requested that prayers be offered in church by fellow believers because they're facing death or they're going through a tough time and they come to church and, and there's no one there to pray for them? Or when someone wants a prayer of thanksgiving because of a special blessing or, or, or because of an anniversary or they're celebrating of the baptism of a child and they come to church and... and there's hardly anyone there to celebrate. Or, or when we think of what goes on during the week. Maybe you're out in the workplace. Maybe you're in society. And, and, and Christianity is not a popular thing today in the world. And maybe there are those who ridicule you for your faith or, or call you names because of the things that you believe. And that hurts and you can't wait to come to church on the weekend so that you can gather with your fellow believers who won't ridicule the faith but will join with you in confessing that faith and you get here and hardly want anyone's here to encourage you in that faith. You see, one of the things that's important for us when we come together for public worship is that we show each other you're not in this alone. But that you belong to a family of believers here at St. Paul that care for each other, that support each other, and that encourage each other. So when we gather for worship, don't forget that blessing of encouragement. Through word and sacrament, God encourages us and strengthens us in our faith. But don't forget that your prayers and your praise and your generosity, I need that encouragement. And I need it from you. And you need it from others. And perhaps the greatest encouragement that we receive when we gather for worship is how important God's word is in our life. 
That's a statement we make when we gather for worship. That the most important thing we have in life is God's word and his saving promises. Why do we need that encouragement? Because the sacred writer says the day is coming. Judgment day is coming. And as we see that day coming... That's all the more reason for us to get together as often as we can to encourage each other. Don't be afraid of that day. Why not? Because through the word, you have a Savior and you have his promises that heaven is your home. Amen. Please stand.